I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. You ready to get out on the ice today? Absolutely not, because that is not my job. My job is to sit on the couch, gawk at the TV, while figure skaters do all of these, like, Harlem Globetrotter-type moves Mm -hmm. while wearing weaponized blades on their feet. Yeah, I'm talking figure skating, bitch. Why are we talking about figure skating in August? Because our guest complainer today is Olympian Adam Rippon. We're going to be talking about being icons because both of us are. Yeah. Also... We're both uh, featured in the Sports Illustrated Body Issue. Mm-hmm. We both have moms. We're going to be talking about all of that and more. Probably my favorite guest we've ever had, even though I shouldn't say that because all of our other guests will be sad. Everyone is my favorite, but Adam is my double favorite. But before we bring Adam on, of course, we got Worst Things First, where I share with you the worst news of the week, according to me. After that, we're diving deep in the type of people who just don't get it. Because Adam Rippon, I would say, and me, I don't know about you, but us two are are two people who get it. Mm. So I want to go through all the people who don't get it. Got it. And then finally, you'll hear me and Adam gracefully land a conjoined triple axle in the studio. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's lace up our skates and start the show. All right. Worst things first. The worst news of the week first. We're going across the pond to the United Kingdom where an ice cream man punched a 12-year-old boy (laughs) who flooded his ice cream truck with Mr. Whippy ice cream, (laughs) according to court records. That's unfair because all I want to do is punch every Mr. Softy person. Well, they punch back. Yeah. Mr. Whippy. Yeah, well, Mr. Punchy, more like it. (laughs) That's why they pay me the no bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so here's what happened. The boy, a 12-year-old boy, he approached the ice cream van and asked the 58-year-old ice cream truck man if he could have a free ice cream. And the man said, only if you want a smack. Only if you want a smack. (laughs) I don't know. I think that was more Australian. (laughs) We'll take it. Then the boy reached over the counter, pulled the lever, and ice cream got all over the floor. And then the man, who had not been having a good day, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> because I guess his normal van broke down and he was using an alternative one, hit the boy with a clenched fist and broke one of his teeth. <laughs> that kid's literally screaming for ice cream. I scream, you scream, we all scream, but if you touch my fucking ice cream lever, you're getting punched in your dumb little face. Next! A giant, hairy sea monster washed up on a beach in Russia, and nobody knows what the heck it is. What? People were like, Barry's mom? Barry's mom? Hey! <laughs> Laura loves this show and loves you! Um, but it did not respond to those calls. According to the Siberian Times, it was a smelly, hairy monster, at least three times larger than an average human. It has gray and white coloring, lots of fur, and a possible tail and or tentacle. Was it alive? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, it spoke. <laughs> Basically, according to some scientist, it probably is part of a whale that's just super old and has like grown a bunch of stuff and now it can speak. Wow. And it's my new god and I worship it. His name is... Gordon. 
Gordon the Sea Monster. <laughs> Finally, the world's oldest cheese has been found in an Egyptian tomb. But chemists are like, you can't eat it because chemists are nerds and they won't let us have any fun. They don't understand the beauty of a ripe old cheese. Let me bake the forbidden cheese into cheese sticks so I can take it to the movie theater and dip it into a ranch dressing. What? (laughs) Is that that not what everybody does with cheese? (laughs) Or at the movies? (laughs) I bring cheese sticks from home. Breaded or crack open a fresh bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch. (laughs) Breaded, all cheese sticks are breaded. Well, no, there's also string cheese. Yeah, string cheese. No, just wanted to clarify. Anyway, the 3,200 year old cheese was found. (gasps) Very old. (laughs) Yeah, it was found in the tomb of a mayor, and chemists say it is probably the most ancient solid cheese ever discovered. A title previously held by Barry's mom. Owned. (laughs) Sorry, Mom, I love you so much. And that's it for Worst Things First. Next up, do you walk in a clump on the sidewalk instead of a single file line? Then maybe you don't get it. And this deep dive is attacking you. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Well, as we all know, there are two types of people in the world, people who get it and people who don't get it. And if you don't know what I mean by that, well, guess what? You don't get it. And you're not welcome at my birthday party, even though it's a year away because my birthday was two weeks ago. And if you missed it, you don't get it. It's nine months until my birthday. I don't give a shit. You know what? You know what's first on my goddamn list of people who don't get it? People who talk about their fucking birthdays. Oh, God. I think this list is just going to be all (laughs) things you hate about me. (laughs) Anybody who celebrates their birthday for more than the day of their birthday. I don't want to hear about your birthday if it's more than a week away. (laughs) It's nine months away today. If it's more than one hour away, I don't want to hear about it. Okay? You don't have a birthday month. You don't have a birthday week. So fuck off. All right. Here is my list. This is not an exclusive list. It's ever expanding. Mm -hmm. And if you test my patience, I will add to it. First, people who listen to their shitty music out loud in public. Unless you're playing Beyonce, you're not allowed to play music out loud ever. No exceptions. What about a terrorist? You're a terrorist. Got it. You're a beach terrorist. And you deserve to be impaled with an umbrella. Relatedly, and I think this is probably even worse. This is even worst. People who watch YouTube videos out loud. Because that means uh, you have an audio, visual, both elements happening at once. And I'm sick of it. Go into the bathroom, pull down your pants, and watch it in private. Like the rest of us. (laughs) Uh, let's see what else. Anybody who says please retweet at the end of a tweet, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you are the Jeb Bush of Twitter. Please retweet. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> Next, anybody who willingly chooses salad over soup when presented with the choice between the two. I think that that is our greatest test of character, that question. Waitresses and waiters across this country are the perfect judge of people's character because they get to ask that question and see the results. And most people fail. I don't care if it's a disgusting, like, French onion monstrosity. Hold on. French onion soup sucks! It's amazing. No, because it's always bad. Just give me the cheese from the top and I'll eat that. I don't want your disgusting (laughs) sewage underneath it. It always looks like what comes up in our backyard when god (laughs) you ruined french onion soup for me when the what's it called the sub pump some pump some pump they're like oh all the shit is coming up in the backyard (laughs) because the pump broke that's what french onion soup is and the french try to cover it with cheese just like everything that's the fucking french mantra cover it with cheese they say (sighs) anyway 
Next. Anybody who is barefoot outside of a shower, terrorist. You don't get it. You don't get it. Um, next. People who just bite into onions. Like what? it's an apple. Who does that besides Pe- Shrek? Monsters, yeah. What what you you Shrek breathed fucking monster? You have to be to chomp into a whole just a whole onion. I don't know if anyone actually. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever done that. Raw garlic, that's a thing that people eat. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Who? I've done it. Um Why? but a lot of people. It's like it's supposed to be good for you. You just chomp into like a clove of yeah, garlic. You, just, you pop it in your mouth. That's disgusting. Do I not get it? You don't get it. Okay. Next! People who don't have their credit cards ready when they reach the front of a checkout line. You don't get it! What the hell have you been doing for the entire 15 minutes we've been standing in this fucking line? Nothing. If you wait till you get up to the cash register to open up your fucking purse, unzip the inner chamber... Then pull out the stack of credit cards and then go through all the shitty store cards that you signed up for after getting rejected three times. Just to find your one debit card attached to your bank account that only has like $19 left in it. Also, you can pay for your goddamn fucking Chili's takeout. I hate you and you don't get it. Next. People who use the lotion in public bathrooms. I feel like I've complained about this before. Wait, does like a gym count? Any lotion that's applied outside of your house is disgusting. Why? It's just gross to me. Your hands get dry. No, because people do bad things with that lotion, I bet. I don't think lotion should be publicly available. (laughs) This is oppressive. This is an oppressive thought. Call me elitist. (laughs) But I don't think lotion should be in public bathrooms. Wow. People already aren't using soap. Let's let's focus the energy on getting everyone to use the one nozzle. Let's see. Oh, this specific guy at a bar I met once who was bragging about how his t-shirt was Gucci. First of all, sir, you spent $500 on a t-shirt, okay? You've already lost. He was, like, bragging about how his t-shirt was designer, and I was like, whatever, my shirt is Gucci, too. And then he grabbed my collar, (gasps) physically, like, rested the tag out, and the whole time I was like, I'm kidding, it's H&M, it's (laughs) H&M. You'll rip it. (laughs) The moisture will disintegrate it. But he was, like, so upset that I would say that my shirt was designer that he physically grabbed my collar. He doesn't get it. Next! Anybody who willingly eats a macadamia nut cookie. You don't get it! The only acceptable reason to eat a macadamia nut cookie is if you've been tricked into it by an evil witch. (laughs) Um, the one thing I didn't mention after we saw Harry Styles was that in the like backstage green room where we got to hang out, they had macadamia nut raisin cookies on the counter. And I, I have been haunted ever since. His whole mantra is treat people with kindness. And you have the audacity? It has haunted me since because I don't know whether he personally requested that flavor or whether it was just brought to him. And I, I don't, I don't think I'll rest until I have an answer. Next, double texters. Okay, double texting. I just, I just shrunk. God damn it! I know this is about me. Double texting is the phenomenon in which someone who wants you to respond to their text sends the same exact text. Oh, never mind. That's twice. not what I do. I just over text without any response. I just um, treat it like a monologue. Yeah. I don't think that's as bad as just sending. It's it's literally just like sending the exact same text. Stacking the two atop one another like a passive-aggressive text sandwich. No! I will respond to you when I'm ready to respond to you. Which may be never. Relatedly, people who text K only. You do that. And it's aggressive. I either do K with an exclamation point or KK. I never do KKK. And... Sometimes I do some sort of variation on OK. K by itself? That means I want to fight. 
It does. Oh, God. Um, let's see. Anybody who hangs out with or acknowledges someone I don't like. You don't get it. You don't get it. No. You you should know instinctively that I don't like them and cut them out of your life. On a related note, anybody who is like, I don't have time for grudges. Uh-uh. I have all the fucking time in the world. There are seven and a half billion people on this planet. Uh... I can afford to have grudges with a few of them. Next, people who complain about people's peanut allergies. This is a specific. I was there's one hot guy that I follow on Instagram mm-hmm. the other day posted a story from an airplane and he was like, "Ugh, they just told us we can't eat peanuts because someone on the plane has allergies." Like that is so rude. <laughs> I've just spent the next 5 hours not eating the food that I bought and it's like you're a monster. <laughs> you, How desperately does your body need a peanut that you can't <laughs> refrain from eating it for five hours so someone doesn't die? <laughs> I don't understand that. And then he, he was like an hour later turned on his Wi-Fi on the plane and was like, oh, a lot of you are angry. Don't worry. I ate it in the bathroom. Which is not how planes work. (laughs) There was recycled air. How do you... You're fucking smart enough to use your two opposable thumbs to type that dumbass sentence, but you don't know that an airplane has recycled air and that you're not supposed to eat a fucking peanut even in the bathroom? What happens if the peanut allergy person goes into the bathroom? I guess they'll fucking die! Just don't... I just... I I feel like people would expect me to be someone who is like, fuck your allergies, let Mm -hmm. me eat what I want. No, it's not that hard to not be a dick to people and just not eat a peanut for five hours out of your (laughs) entire life. (sighs) Next! This was another Hawkeye follow on Instagram. he, He wrote the following sentence. Follow your dreams and don't eat carbs and you'll get everything you want in life. No! You don't get it! I unfollowed him immediately. I can't have that type of negative energy in my life. People who drive on the highway with their windows all the way down, you're, no, you're monsters. I I have been in cars with people who are going 60 miles per hour down a highway, all the windows fully down. And it's like the Incredible Hulk is queefing in my face (sighs) next people who stand right in front of the spot where the baggage merry-go-round burps out all the suitcases i have witnessed you hate on people about this firsthand i'm it makes me i think angrier than anything else I will physically shove my way through everyone who's standing right in front of it when I see my bag. Because you're a fucking... Like, if everybody just stood back three feet and you just step forward when you see your bag, it would be so much simpler. It would be. But everybody's got a crowd right up against the hole. And it's like, now we're all going to be waiting longer because you're blocking the fucking way. I'll punch a 12-year-old on the face for getting in my way. Next! People who are, like, really into coffee. uh, Like, I love coffee, but I'm not going to spend, like, 20 minutes building one cup of it for myself. Like, the second you get out of scale, (laughs) (laughs) like, people who are making coffee in beakers at home, like, you've, you've gone too far. You're doing too much. Relatedly, anybody who is, like, you know, if you just made your own coffee at home, you'd save, like, $3,000 a month. And it's like, okay, fuck off, first of all, because it's I'll save, like, 25 cents. Uh, second of all, I also make my own coffee at home because I have what's called an addiction. <laughs> so I make it at home and I buy it when I go out. Thank you very much. <sighs> Next! Anybody who is like... It tastes exactly the same. You won't be able to tell the difference about a food that is clearly not the same. And this is a direct read of Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) And I'm sorry, again, I don't want to do this. I have to do this. She's hawking these new pizzas that are made with a cauliflower crust. No, She posted an Instagram video of it. It was a great Instagram video. I'll give her that. But it's not a pizza! It's a salad that you've dressed as a pizza. 
It's cauliflower crusted pizza. What happened to bread, Oprah? Second ago, you said you loved it. I love bread, I believe was the quote. And now it's gone and replaced with cauliflower? Mm-mm. Oprah doesn't get it on this. Oh. And finally, this is just a broad note. This is my ultimate pet peeve. And I think about this so much if people ask me what my ultimate pet peeve is. Hey, Matt, what's your ultimate pet peeve? (laughs) Thanks for asking. It's not a clever answer. This is just my genuine anger. It is people who are not aware of the space that they take up in Mm, public. mm. Fuck you. Pay the fuck attention to your surroundings. And I don't mean like this has nothing to do with your size. It has nothing to do with who you are physically. It has everything to do with how aware you are of the people around you and whether you're getting in the fucking way. And I know it's a spectrum. You could go too far and be like a pushover and you don't want to be a pushover. But most people are just like completely unaware They'll fucking walk down the sidewalk holding hands and block everybody else. Man spreading. Man spreaders. People, the biggest one is when you reach the end of the airplane hallway Mm -hmm. when you get off and people just stand at the end. Yeah, waiting for someone. Look which way to go. Go a little bit further and decide. It's just like step to the side. We don't need to fucking wait for you to make up your mind because guess what? There are billions of other people on this goddamn planet who are just trying to go about their fucking day and you have to get in the way. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. And now, let's travel all the way to Los Angeles to sit down and vent with Adam Ripon. A man who gets it. We'll see. My guest complainer today is your favorite Olympic star, your favorite ice skating queen, and of course, your favorite Mike Pence hater. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, Adam Ripon. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So much went into that. It was a lot of thought and um, a lot of heart. Yeah. We like to start off by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? I think one thing that I hate that everybody else loves is texting. Just the entire act of texting. All of it. (laughs) I actually, I am a phone caller. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I was born in 1989 and it just like, (laughs) for my like time frame, it just makes the most sense. I hate texting. I am a notorious like drop off the face of the earth kind of guy. I I am that way also. But I also think the stereotype about people who are like 89, 90, born then is that we like only text and don't like phone calls. I try to break the stereotype. You know what I hate? <laughs> stereotypes. stereotypes. But, yeah. And everybody else loves stereotypes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I think that that's definitely one thing I hate. Yeah, I think other things will come to me because I'm going to be inspired. You know what? I came here for one thing, to be inspired. I think we can make that happen. All right. I love that. Just my presence. Because you and I, I do think, are like kindred spirits. I agree. Uh, We're very similar, I think, because we're both, you, of course, were the first openly gay American man to win an Olympic Winter medal. Did I get that right? Yeah. That was <laughs> I, all the words. <laughs> I am the first openly gay uh, man to win a People's Choice Award for favorite social media star, even though that was the first and only year that they gave that out. <laughs> we don't we don't look at what else. Like what right. Else, no. Con- there's no context needed. No, context. All that matters is that I was Awards. the first. Yeah. And the next year, well, they did give it out in second year, which was, and it was Cameron Dallas, so that doesn't count. No. That should not count. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> you are also the first openly gay celebrity to win uh, Dancing with the Stars, right? Yes. I am the first openly gay celebrity in my family, so that should count for something. Yeah, that's um, family with the stars. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm also the best dancer in my family, but that's like not. It's not. And the biggest star. 
Well, yeah. I don't know who your parents are. Um, Bill Gates and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're nobodies. It's fine. My mom will listen to this and be offended, but it's fine. <laughs> um, what is what is the, the pressure of being an icon now? Because I feel like I can, I can relate. Here's the thing. Is I've always felt the pressure of being an icon <laughs> even before becoming one. That's true. Yeah. I think the one thing is that I've always sort of been a celebrity in my own mind that <laughs> yeah. no matter where I go, it's like I've been walking through Ralph's for the past 10 years like I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, like, how is that going to change? People are like, don't let it change you. I can't. Have I been acting this way for years? Yeah. It would be an injustice if I stopped. <laughs> That's true. You have there are expectations to uphold yeah. that have been that you have set. There are people I can't let down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely. I was just telling someone earlier how I used to say when I'm rich and famous, mm-hmm. not if. It's just like you have to like you have to put it out there. You have to you one hundred. Yes, and the secret works. <laughs> Um, because you just, you have to put things out there and it's sort of like, um, you have to do things and you have to dress and you need to, you know, style your way and act the way that you want, um, and what you want in your life. That's why today I'm dressed like, um, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm dressed like a Gap model. (laughs) But like the Gap outlet. (laughs) Like Cabazon. Um, what is your like gay origin story? Were there male celebrity crushes that, the first that did it? Crush I ever remember having was on Billy the Power Ranger, the blue one. Yeah, um, isn't he the one that became like a gay porn star? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we just put two and two together. Exactly. Mine was I think this is a common one. Chris O'Donnell, Robin in the Batman and Robin movie. Yes, him with too. the like pointy nipply suit. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that. Uh, my mom was really into like PG thirteen meant you had to be thirteen. <laughs> yeah. So I was like sort of banned from that. Uh huh. Um. Not anymore. Mom, look! Look Look at me now, you fucking bitch! (laughs) You wouldn't let me watch Batman or Robin. I'm still fucking gay. (laughs) Yeah, a lot about. Try to save me. So, what did you watch? Just like Disney, we watched a lot of like Lamb Chops Play Along. Did (laughs) you ever watch that? That was like the sock doll. That was like oh, do you know? (laughs) Do you remember? So I remember. So the puppeteer, yeah, who. Her name was Sherry Lewis. Uh huh. And uh-huh. I remember on Nightline, they said, Sherry Lewis tonight, she's passed away. She was, first of all, like, the show was like 40 years old. And right. she passed away very calmly at the age of, like, you know, she was older. Yeah. And I remember, oh my God, Sherry. <laughs> and I collected all of my, like, lamb chop memorabilia, which was like a four different dolls, uh-huh. a puzzle, and a pillow. And I created a diorama. <laughs> Like a memorial on one of my shelves. Yeah. And I even remember at the time my mom thinking it was a lot. Like it was a bit much to be like (laughs) celebrating a puppeteer. Right. But like. It wasn't though. Honor your your gods. Honor your elders. Yeah. Also, (laughs) like anybody could have put their hand up that puppet. Like. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) My fucking boyfriend's in the other room. Anyone can put their hand on that puppet? That's not what I meant. (laughs) Oh, lamb chop. Right, right. Right. What about her? What I meant was, why hasn't the memory of lamb chop lived on? Because it's one of the greatest tragedies of our time. Someone very easily could have picked up that gauntlet, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. There are many gauntlets that have been dropped in our lifetime. Lamb chop being one of them. Uh huh. Um, why hasn't anyone carried the torch? Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's up to us. If now. I had a good answer, I would. That, I mean, that could be like. I should think about that. Netflix will buy almost anything, so I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could very easily revive lamb chop. I mean, I've seen some things on Netflix. And I was like, this got. <laughs> yeah, and and not only that, but like then they'll renew it for like two more seasons. Oh, I know. But Santa it's sort Clarita of like... Diet. We were talking about that earlier. 
Because it's just like nobody's asking for this. You know, but I've seen ice. Yeah, but I always saw the like things for it, like the yeah promos for it, and was like, somebody's watching this. I mean, me. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I watched every episode, but and that's because I'm part of the problem. I'm complicit in this in this fight. <laughs> against... You're the reason they were like. I guess we have viewership. <laughs> <laughs> My, so you fueled your own fire. It's because I watch so much Netflix that they've like weighted my account <laughs> with a lot of sway. <laughs> You're like the full Nelson rating. Yeah, I have a, a, a Netflix Nielsen box, and that is the that Nielsen? is the. I called it Nelson. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Nielsen. It is Nielsen. We'll edit it. Just say it, Nielsen. Nielsen. Okay. Can you we'll, put that we'll in? edit that. Yeah, we'll patch it you. in. It'll sound perfect. Yeah. Nielsen. I'm uh, giving you options. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nielsen. I was just watching your. Uh, so it was the like Grand Prix final. Yes. In Japan. Yeah, it was. Um, and like, I don't understand why it was suddenly like an American Idol competition. saying Rihanna. Beautifully. Oh my god, wait, I have a great so I have a great like Please, pretext. Yeah. Explain explain ice skating to me. Okay. So let me I'll give you some background. Yeah. So um you know it's the Olympic season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to pull out all the stops. Because <laughs> right. that's the kind of girl she is. Yeah. Pull them all out. And um I'm just like, I want to do something that's sort of badass and that I um, have never done before and somebody hasn't done. So they allowed us to skate to lyrics. Mm -hmm. And um, my plan was that I was going to, like, sing. And so um, I uh, found a producer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these bitches think I changed. No, I was way worse before. Right, right. You you open the Rolodex and we're like, <laughs> yeah. which producer do I pick? Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, a good one. Um, I So I found somebody who one of my friends had known and, and we kind of, I told them my idea and they were super into it. And so I was skating to this cover of like Rihanna's Diamonds. Right. So that's like why it was Diamonds in yeah. the first place. It wasn't like, I just dream of singing this. <laughs> like Diamonds is just the dream song. No, because my dream song is um, I Am Changing from Dream Girls, uh-huh. if I was thinking clearly. <laughs> wasn't. Right. I was clouded by like the Olympic yeah. pressure. Diamonds. Yeah, diamonds. Yeah, exactly. So I had this track mm-hmm. and it sounded good, but I went to my coach and we had these two different options. And one was this like that Let Me Think About It by Ida Core, which is this like fun club track. And yeah. then the other one was me singing. And my coach loved the fun like club track better. So I still had this like edited and produced version and like background vocals and shit all that like beautiful stuff yeah so I still had that so at the end of every competition there's an exhibition Mm -hmm. so it's like after you do the really hard stuff you compete the competition's over there's a show at the end right and basically you're like so exhausted that you're like I don't want to fucking do the exhibition (laughs) Like, it's the last thing I want to do right now. Like, please, somebody, like, sacrifice me, like, middle ice. I would rather do that. I had this really bitchy idea, but I thought it was, like, nobody else is going to do it. So I still had this thing, and I was like, everyone's going to skate in the exhibition. I said, I'm not going to skate. I'm going to (laughs) sing. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. And so I stood right in the middle, sang, got off. Still got paid to do the exhibition. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, I yeah. had like my own karaoke night. Thank you, left, and didn't even drop a bead of sweat. Yeah. That's impressive. Also, you're standing on ice. So, like, you got it the- was core work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you did do one then where you skated after, right? Because mm. then I got called out for like, you're going to get fined. For being in the exhibition uh, and not I skating. See. I see. And I said, oh, well, how can I do this with still, like, the minimal effort? 
<laughs> so I did it again where I just stood in the middle and I sang and then I took off my jacket and there was some slutty tank top underneath. Yeah. Did a few laps and a jump or two and ta-da, off right. the ice, make the check payable too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what I would do too. That's business savvy. Um, that's The problem is I focus more on the first half and not at all like the athleticism of it. Right. And that's why I am where I am. And I have a People's Choice Award and not yeah. <laughs> an <laughs> in Olympic a, In medal. a null and void category. <laughs> yeah. That later went to Cameron Dallas. Um, <laughs> uh, I just imagine that experience is like the music challenge on RuPaul's Drag Race where like someone just makes you feel like garbage for like questioning anything about what you're doing. Yeah, it's Lucian Piani. You've done stuff with RuPaul, right? Uh, or not yet. Coming soon to yeah. a theater near you. Okay, good. No, but good. not yet. No, but we've met before. Yeah. Have you read that insane? This is this is unrelated to anything. Mm-hmm. But there's an insane interview that RuPaul gave where she says that she witnessed someone drowning and she went to call. She was like in an apartment. She saw someone drowning in the river and she said she went to the phone and thought, what is the most helpful thing I could do right now? And I hung up the phone and I said a prayer. Do you want me to look it up and like read it verbatim? Yeah. This is this is the exact quote. I remember once I had this You found it that quickly? <laughs> is it bookmarked? <laughs> it's in my like immediate history. I, re- <laughs> I refer to it often. It was it's with uh, uh, an interview that RuPaul gave to BuzzFeed. And she says, I remember once I had this place that overlooked the Hudson River and I <laughs> and I saw this guy on a sailboat and it had capsized and I went to the phone thinking I've got to call someone. But then I thought, what's the best thing I can do? You know what? I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to send them loving energy. The writer of the article notes, RuPaul does not say whether the man survived. <laughs> what? Wait. Okay. So, so my in- initial thought is sort of like, when you first told me, I was like, maybe somebody tried to kill themselves. Right. This man did not. <laughs> no, this was a man in need, and RuPaul was like, you know what? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for it. <laughs> and, um, and that man that is man. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it doesn't say is that that man has gone on to do great, great. and terrible things. Yes. Anyway, wow. I don't know why that sprang into my head, but that is... I'm glad it did. Now you that know that. That is so bizarre. Now your next interaction with RuPaul, that you can look into her eyes and, and see. Like, yeah. <laughs> and see the darkness. And see, I'm the man who capsized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's... <laughs> Thanks we, we for should, not calling. We should free RuPaul of that burden. I feel like she's free from it as soon as she hung up the phone. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she freed herself. That's true. Wow. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, let's just take a wild left turn. Do you know, have you called 911 ever before? Not on purpose. Uh, how did you accidentally? Because your my fucking iPhone. Oh, does emergency? Yeah. yeah mine We're does like, I'd be getting in, into the shower or something, like picking my song. Yeah. And and like, did you mean emergency? And then it started <laughs> dialing 911. I recently did for the on first purpose? time. Yeah, on purpose. Uh-huh. I saw a woman passed out in the middle of the day in her car. Yeah, it was. I was like on La Cienega, and uh, nobody was calling or anything. And I was like, I think she's dead. dead. Yeah, I thought I was like she's or napping. Right. Um. And 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 I called and they couldn't find her, so I was like, oh, she woke up from her nap. Okay, that's good. Yeah. My mom had to call 911 when I was younger because she, like, burnt something in the oven and it started, like, we all started smelling, like, gas and all of this bad stuff. But we had a friend who worked at the fire department, so my mom called and was like, I don't want to, like, alarm anybody. Can you just, like, send Kevin? Send... (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, five minutes later, we hear, like, blaring sirens. Because obviously they sent, like, three fire trucks. Yeah, they're like, we have five Kevins here. Like, what are you... (laughs) Yeah, they're like, okay, lady. And uh, (laughs) nothing was wrong. It was just, like, my mom and I waiting for my macaroni and cheese. (laughs) 
You talk about your mom a lot. Look yes. at that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your your mom tweets. Yeah, my mom tweets are good. Does she now like uh, say things with the expectation that you will tweet them? No, she's always embarrassed. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what I want, though, because um, I think sometimes I my mom would try to like you know be the perfect mom, but she just says things that are so me. Yeah. That, like, it's just too good not to share. Right. Um, Most recently, I remember being on the phone with my mom, and and she's, first of all, she's telling me something that's completely incoherent. (laughs) And she's like, and yeah, and I have to call your, shuffle, shuffle, like, blah, blah, blah. Fuck! I'm like, mom, what are you doing? I'm at the store. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, what's going on? She's like, I need to, hold on, Adam, hold on. Yeah, hello, excuse me? Did you stack these? Did you stack these? They're a mess. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening in there? And, and I'm like, Mom, who are you yelling at? She's like, the sweet potatoes are all over the place. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, yeah, it's just, it's just a mess. You grab one, and they just go everywhere. I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm like, what what are you talking about? She's like, I can't even see anything. I just don't want anyone coming up to me. (laughs) (laughs) Has has, have people like come up to her? People come up to her because we're from a small town. Yeah. Um, of like five thousand. I see. So she's like local hero's mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so she and so she goes to the grocery store like late at night so she doesn't like run into people and my, She's like the Amy Winehouse that's still living <laughs> of our town. <laughs> My dad once, uh, when I, I'm from Chicago and I was home in Chicago and um, he was like, the other day, a news truck followed me to work. What? And I was like. Were you speeding? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, he he was like, and I'm pretty sure it's because like they they know like you're my son. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Like, someone fucking followed you because you work five minutes away and there's one road. (laughs) They were behind you. And I just love that he thought, like, I'm important enough because I make videos on the internet that, like, a news van would trail my father to his office. That's amazing. You know, one time, so um, my mom, sometimes people, um, this has happened a few times to my mom, where somebody will talk to her and they'll be like, oh, you're Kelly Rippon? Like, that's amazing. They're like, well, there's an, a famous Rippon, like, from our area, Adam Rippon. And they'll be like, and his mom's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> to my mom. But my mom is always like, really? I've heard she's super nice. <laughs> what kind of reputation does your mom have that people, know. random people are just like... You know her. Well, I think that, um, you know, my mom was always, like, traveling with us as uh-huh. kids and, like, you know, like, taking us, like, the big city of, like, not where we're from to, right. like, you know, explore different opportunities. And so I think they always saw that, like, my mom was away and just, like, wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. But she was, like, doing shit. Also, that if the town is that small, yeah, you have to assume that the person with that last name knows that person. Yeah, it's not like we're like fucking Smiths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not common enough. Yeah. No, it's not. Where are you from? Uh, Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Is that like more... Oh, you've been? <laughs> <laughs> Is that more Western or like Eastern? Northeastern. Okay. Yeah, we're both. North yeah. and East, Ern. Right. Yeah. Um, so you you live in New York, right? Yeah. So you may have driven through like Scranton area. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, there's a big mall in Scranton. Um, it's called the Steamtown Mall. And it's like six stories, maybe three stores. <laughs> <laughs> it's not doing great. Right, um, right. But there are like cardboard cutouts. I mean, the last time I went was like maybe five years ago. I'm yeah. talking shit about something I don't know. <laughs> Um, which I do. So there's only like one store now. Oh, just a Rite Aid. Yeah. On the third floor. Right. Yeah. In a Foot Locker. I went to a mall here in LA once and it was in like Koreatown. And instead of stores, it's just all Korean restaurants. A mall of them? Yeah. And then a bowling alley and a karaoke bar. I was there for the karaoke bar. Right. And uh, but it was it was very strange because it was like who wants to come to one place to have so many different Korean restaurant options? You, 
I guess. Yeah. Well, I, that was the first time I had Korean barbecue, and I am like offended as a as a white man. Wait, I'm offended ne- by Korean barbecue. How? Because I don't want to make my own food when I go to a restaurant. Oh, I love Korean barbecue. JP, my boyfriend, is here. Uh-huh. We went to this amazing Korean barbecue place in the city. Uh huh. We have to find it for you. Okay. They make it for you. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I. The part that I didn't like was not. It wasn't the food. The food was amazing. It was the fact that I was expected to grill it myself. They yeah. just brought me. You're like, like what is this? Meat. The Cordon Bleu? <laughs> yeah, I didn't fucking train. <laughs> I'm not trained <laughs> with a French chef, <laughs> so I can cook Korean barbecue. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll find it. Yeah, they're good meats. I don't like anything. It shouldn't matter. I realize this logically, but I don't want to eat like tongue. Oh no no! You have to get like not tongue. But it's it's weird because it it shouldn't matter. I know, but I don't want to eat something that can taste me. Right. <laughs> it, I don't want anything that licks back. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of things that lick back, mm-hmm. um, you took out <laughs> My your, mom? your no. butt <laughs> for ESPN. Uh-huh. Um, what a great transition. <laughs> I That picture scared me more than anything. Which one? Uh just the concept of ice skating naked. naked. Uh-huh. Because, like, yeah, my first thought was, like, I would cut my dick off. Yeah. Was that a concern? Well, I didn't. So, <laughs> I, You made it out on the other end. I did. Barely. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. First of all, I was really excited to be asked to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I was probably the last athlete they asked yeah um because nobody had any fucking idea who i was before the olympics yeah. and they were like oh we need the ratchet gay boy and i was like <laughs> here um and so after the olympics they asked me if i would be involved in the issue and i was like yes and in my mind it was like the photo shoot's going to be in like june july I will have all of this time to have this new body. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have the chest that I want, these big arms, and they're like, perfect, it's in a week and a half. <laughs> and then I already started eating the McDonald's. Yeah. I was, I'm, I was on a slippery slope. Right. The other direction. And I was so worried about, like, what my abs were going to look like, and then in the end, it didn't even matter. They just won those butt shots. Yeah. So it was fine. <laughs> so you're like happy. You're happy with the outcome. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. No, honestly, give it, up. it came the the all of the pictures came out so well, and it, it they were so like beautifully done. Yeah. Um, that it was great. And at first, like you know, I really wasn't that worried to just be naked in front of a bunch of people. I was like, just don't think about it, because I was like, I really want nice pictures. Right. <laughs> so I'm not gonna, you know, act like, oh, maybe I'm scared or maybe I'm not. I was like, I'm gonna be pissed if I look like I'm nervous. Yeah. So take this towel. Let me go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of like cover up to just be modest. And then all of a sudden you're like, I just can't keep doing this on and off again thing. Right, right. So you just, I was just naked for like six hours in front of all of these people. <laughs> that That is my worst nightmare. But it's I'm, a little, I, at first I was like, what if you get a boner? Yeah. That's was a fear. Right. Not out of like stimulation, out of pure God's <laughs> irony. <laughs> if God was like now's he was the like time. and now yeah but it was fine oh it's fine good okay. yeah yeah there, there I kept not- it cool no <laughs> I'm almost thirty I should have control over my fucking body you never know yeah and I don't <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that's the thing you and I have have publicly feuded I would say mm-hmm. over Harry Styles we and, did yeah and, this is my compromise was that you were allowed to have Shawn Mendes but now I feel like I should be allowed to have both <laughs> because you have I'm, a boyfriend and I'm like I'm still here right. waiting yeah but here's the thing my boyfriend does not have a music contract which I will hold over him yeah Honestly, my that is I'd say my my top five favorite things about Harry Styles and Shawn Mendes is, is the fact that they have music contracts. Yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I love: money and music. Uh, what is the is Shawn Mendes your like celebrity number one? No, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Really? Yeah. How recent is that? 
It's that's that's been. Here's the thing: when people just ask you, you have to just spit out like whatever you're thinking at the time. <laughs> I don't take your time. Take your time. I, you know, my like ideal type of guy is like funny, adorable, uh-huh, adorable. Uh-huh. Like it's sure. just. I'll allow that word. Super hot, super like sexy guy. Right. That's great. You're up to no good, bitch. <laughs> you fucking look like that on purpose. Yeah. To get your way. That's why I look like this. To get my way. Yeah, that's true. A mess. That's why every time I'm here in L.A., like, West Hollywood is just, like, I feel like everybody thinks that I'm going to, like, bow down to them. And, <laughs> and, the, it, no, and you can't. No. I can't. <laughs> that's why That's why my job is to be, like, the largest presence that I can be. Mm-hmm. So people know that. At the very least, if I, like, fell over, I could take them down with me. Yeah. <laughs> that's my best means yeah, of defense. Yeah, I'm going down, you're all, you, you can for sure bet you're coming down with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do, I saw you tweeted about um, a flat earth truther, like, accosting you. Oh, the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you... Do people come up to you and say crazy shit? Okay, so this was, I had, um, I just, I was um, in Iowa last weekend. Uh-huh. And um, I had a car picking me up, and I was talking with the driver, and he was telling me, so how this all came about was, um, it started out lovely, as most awful things do. <laughs> um, so it starts, um, like, he shows me pictures of um, his family and stuff, because we're kind of waiting around for something and uh you know i'm like your family's lovely and they were and he's so nice this guy he's super nice and then he shows me this picture and it's a beautiful picture of like the moon Uh uh-huh and i said oh yeah that's really nice he said i took that on my camera i said what like his phone camera no like on like a you know like a dslr right and I'm like, oh, my God, you took that picture? He's like, yeah. He's like, wait, watch this. He goes through and he finds a video. And it's a video of him, like, in his front yard. And he zooms in. You can see the moon really clearly. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's beautiful. He says, look at the edges of the moon. Oh, no. And I say, all right, let's look. He said, do you see how they fade out? I'm like, I do see that. I do see what you're saying. They fade out because it's not fucking Hubble telescope. <laughs> it's your fucking used camera. From eBay. From eBay. And he's like, you see it's fading out. I said, yeah, the moon is translucent. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? The moon is just a light. And I'm like, okay. Like he doesn't believe the moon is a solid object? No. Wait, so this was, like, as he was driving you? No, this is, we were waiting to, like, go to the cro- through the crosswalk. And we were got at it, LAX, it. and it's taking, you know, an hour to make <laughs> it across. This is a lot. He he communicated an entire conspiracy theory waiting to cross the street. I haven't even gotten to the part where he told me the earth <laughs> oh, was yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah. So then he's like, I have friends in Australia. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he's like, and I asked them to take a picture of the moon at the same time I am, and we're both seeing the same thing. <laughs> And he's like, how, if we're right here and they're right there, how are they seeing the same thing? He's like, there's something they're not telling us. (laughs) I'm like, what? He's like, have you ever stood on top of a hill? I'm like, yeah. He's like, the earth isn't isn't round. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I would, you know, I would buy into this, like, the earth is translucent. Like, I do not believe you, but I will let you have that. Do not take away the round earth from me. At the same time. Yeah. Well, they're, they're interconnected. Yeah. <laughs> it's interstellar. Um, there's a couple other things you tweeted that I just want to, like, have an explanation for. Oh, yeah, I've got um, I don't tweet anything without having the, <laughs> the receipts. You tweeted a very glowing review of a Starbucks bathroom. Yeah. And I am offended that, like, you're putting this propaganda out on the internet. It's not. Because I used a Starbucks bathroom recently, and I felt like I survived something <laughs> tragic. <laughs> I have PTSD. Okay, and have I was you ever, in there for like thirty seconds? Have you ever had to like trap, like when you're out and about and you're like doing things, and you're like, I have to take a shit, but I'm like too far away to go home every day, <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I always look for in in a moment like that is a bathroom that like is private that right. you can lock oh, yeah, the door. Absolutely. I'm not about to do like a sad stall with my pants dripping on the floor. Right. I do not need my waistband soaking up someone else's urine. <laughs> Just my own. Right. 
a Starbucks bathroom is consistently always handicapped. True. They are always private. Yes. My contention is that they are not pristine. They always, like... I, I, I said Starbucks bathroom. I did not say I walked into the Waldorf Astoria and got a room and took a <laughs> shit in 204. <laughs> also, the, you said that you don't like your pants touching the ground. Am I to believe that you remove your pants? Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone... This is like an urban legend. Uh, at, okay, wait. I, but I can't, like poop if my knees are together. Okay. So they fall. Like, I guess they're, like... I don't have that problem because my thighs keep my pants up. (laughs) (laughs) Unwittingly or not. (laughs) See, you wear, like, tight, like, ice skating clothes on purpose. I wear tight clothes because that's that's the way it is. (laughs) That's the way the cookie crumbles. H&M discriminates against fat people. (laughs) Um, Kombucha. Yeah. Uh, this was a, a 2013. Oh, I I see my notes here. You hated it in 20. You hated on kombucha. I had in 2013. to. I refound that. D- d- is that what happened? I retweeted yeah. myself. Yeah. Well, you said I'm so confused. Kombucha tastes like blended garbage and toilet water. Is this healthy? But now you are a fan. Yeah. What turned it around? Because I still am like I don't trust it. I no. don't trust any drink that you grow. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. No. Here's the thing. I like it because I don't drink very often. I like my drinks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just feel like a beer would be great. Yeah. Sometimes I just love a beer. Yeah. But when I was skating, like when I was competing, I was like, I sometimes you just are like, that would just be really nice. But I would feel so guilty about having it. Right. Um, that I was like, I need to find like some sort of like vice that's going to take its place. And like kombucha has this like kick to it. Sure. And I would have it and it would be like my beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, now that now that you've explained it, I do want like wine, beer, most alcohols kombucha are are grown. <laughs> yeah, well, right. <laughs> right. I don't like my drinks but that I are don't grown. care. Yeah. yeah. You have to... I stand by it. I will not, I will not retract my statement. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's within that family. Yeah. But you only kombucha you find next to yogurt. Right. I just, I my very first roommate, who's the loveliest person. Right. Um, Except. <laughs> used to make kombucha. And oh, I no, just, no, no, like, no. You buy it made. Right. No, anything, you don't. anything where you, like, anything that includes the word culture that isn't, like, pop culture. Yeah, or, I like, a painting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like growing culture or, like, a colony of cultures. Oh, no. I don't even know. Thousands of cultures. <laughs> yeah, no. It's not normal, and no. you shouldn't drink it. No. But that is that is what you're drinking. So I just want, I just hope that if anything, I can leave you <laughs> yeah. with the knowledge that kombucha is the devil's drink, and every time you partake in it, you're sinning. You don't even know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could talk more about whatever sins you're referencing, but we are running out of time. So where where can people find you and your work? So you can find me on the internet. Yes. Um, and then my Twitter and Instagram handle are the same. It's just add a rip. A-D-A-R-I-P-P, so come out and hang. I love it. And then you you are going to be a judge on Dancing with the Stars, the kids' version? Yes. So um, I'm going to be a judge on Dancing with the Stars Juniors. Uh-huh. Uh, it premieres on October 7th. Perfect. It's so cute. You're I'm gonna excited. Die. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down. Barry, what's your chaser this week? My chaser this week will probably be my chaser again after September 14th. But Netflix announced this week that the new seasons of American Vandal and BoJack Horseman are both coming out on September 14th. And the trailer for American Vandal came out. The second season looks wild uh they're breaking a lot of reality barriers that i am here to witness so very excited about those things even just the trailer made my week better so uh those are my chasers this week what about you matt my chaser is i have been watching 
almost exclusively British television for the past like six months. <laughs> and it makes it it makes life better because first I can pretend to be British and drink tea in a teacup with a saucer. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But my real uh, chaser specifically this week is the Great British Bake Off, a.k.a. the Great British Baking Show in the United States. I've been watching, I've been binge watching. It's a very weird show to binge watch the Great British Bake Off. Have you seen it? I actually haven't. I mean, I, I've Fuck heard- you! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a wholesome show. <laughs> <laughs> It's just pure. If you don't know, it's a bunch of British people get into a tent and they bake. Lovely. Is it a half hour or 45 minute show? It's an hour. God damn. (laughs) It's long, but it's so good. And it's just like it's I like paying attention very closely because I feel like the best way to enjoy it is when you really like know the people because mm-hmm. there are like such fun people who do it but it does make me hungry and now <laughs> i'm like i'm a baker <laughs> i literally have b- purchased a number of baking implements really <laughs> and i made a banana bread the other day that's amazing and i ate the entire loaf <laughs> as of yesterday <laughs> <laughs> it turned out fine. I'm really I think proud. Mary Berry would approve. She is a judge on the Great British Bake Off. Uh-huh. And next I'm going to make cookies. And then next I'm going to make a carrot cake. And then we'll see where I go from there. Wow. Great British Bake Off. Here I come. I'm going to pretend to be a British person and then get on that show. Do it. And then murder everybody from the inside. Oh, my God. And that's it. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever else you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Claire Ty, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman, Max Linsky, and Mark and Julian at the Invisible Studios. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can stalk Barry at Finkelberry Pie, and you can compliment me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. It's because I watch so much Netflix that they've, like, weighted my account with a lot of sway. <laughs> You're like the full Nielsen rating. Yeah, I have a, a Netflix Nielsen box.